What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane, and St. John's just got humiliated for the third straight game in a row, this time against our beloved neighbor to the South, Seton Hall, and in their own place. And much like we saw two games ago against Villanova, where St. John's actually came out to a somewhat of a commanding lead early on. We were up by 10 points with 10 minutes and 34 seconds left to play today. And the adjustments came, and guess what? The adjustments weren't made by the team that needed to make the adjustments. And when the adjustments worked for the opposing team, like they did for Villanova and like they did for Seton Hall, there was no counter adjustments made by St. John's either. And we saw a 32-point turnaround from that point. 10-point lead, we lose by 22, and we just never got anything going in any type of sense. Offensively, was abysmal. Defensively, Seton Hall is one of the worst offensive teams in the Big East. They averaged less than 70 points a game. They hung 42 in the first half, 88 in the game. Uh, completely embarrassing from that standpoint. Transition defense was slow to get back or non-existent. We were soft as hell inside. They were scoring at will. Um, Dawes, who is the one guy in their starting unit who you know can burn you from three, had four threes in the first half, a couple of them uncontested, had five overall in the game. The game plan better have been to shadow that guy to know where he is at all times. And for him to be the guy that really kept him in it that first 10 minutes and then exploited us to build up that lead, you know, is, is, is frustrating. And it, it hurts, obviously. Um, so offensively, defensively, every after the game, again, we get pretty embarrassed. Uh, adjustments Seton Hall made early on. They switched to a, a more extended pressure on defense, full court for a little while, and then the zone defense in the half court completely stifled us. We had no answer. We were passing the ball aimlessly around the perimeter. We had poor spacing when we did get the ball inside. Um, we had a couple offensive rebounds. We were able to get putbacks on. We had a couple defensive scrambles. We were able to get easy baskets on. But again, same story. Couldn't couldn't execute in the front in the half court. Couldn't get stops on the defensive end. And from the ten minute mark in the first half to the end of the game, Seton Hall absolutely undressed us, embarrassed us, and it doesn't look. Like this is uh, going to be a, a, a fun night for the St. John's team celebrating the, the new year. Um, hopefully they can leave this poor play behind them. But if what we've seen so far is any indication, it's not going anywhere. And uh, that's upsetting. I don't know where I can even start with anything good tonight. Uh, I don't know if there is anything good tonight. Soriano had a good game offensively again, and he had a handful of rebounds. But we continue to let up big games to the opposing team center. Samuel, not looking at the box score right now, I can remember a handful of buckets inside and a handful, handful of plays in the paint. Um, and Soriano is not our issue, but uh, other teams are still beating us in the paint. And, uh, you know, Dungy, Dixon, both both had huge first halves against us, against Soriano, and were big parts in them having the lead. Uh, so, again, not, not putting any blame on Soriano. I wish we had a few more, but we'd be in a better spot. But interior-wise, tonight we got, you know, Seton Hall got what they wanted. Everyone else was finishing inside too. Richmond had a really good game uh, at three at the end of the half. You know, we've had a hand up. It wasn't greatly contested. He's also a piss poor three-point shooter. He looked like he was going to double clutch and didn't want to shoot it, realized all I could do was shoot the three. He hit it, and unfortunately, that was a pretty big momentum play, I thought. But no excuses. Uh, it, you know, here's me being somewhat facetious. Mike Anderson didn't wait for them to come back and take the lead to, to call a timeout this time in the first half. He called it before it happened, um, still maybe a little bit too late. But then in the, in the start of the second half, he was in a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. They 
come out, extend the five-point lead to 10, 15 points right away. He doesn't call a timeout until it's 16.01 left on the clock in a dead ball situation. You know, fans are like, call a timeout, call a timeout. Then he calls it, and they're like, well, we would have got the under-16 timeout if he waited one more second. That's a wasted timeout. I think he should have called the timeout with 17 minutes and 30 seconds left, and we already gave up six straight points to start the half, but who cares? Who cares at this point? St. John's is in a rough spot. Um, three straight losses, one and three in the Big East. The only one they had is against lowly DePaul. Uh, and it just does not look like anything's headed in the right direction. And, you know, fan base can get unruly. Fan base, rightfully so, should be pissed off right now. Uh, they're going to let him hear it. And who knows what it's going to lead to. It's going to be tough to uh, get past these three losses. And, and basketball is a, is a weird, unpredictable sport where m- momentum – uh, can switch in any either direction at the drop of a hat and where it comes from, who knows, once you have it, it does help a lot. And right now our momentum is uh, going in the wrong direction. But with that said, a lot of this stuff can't be thrown into the, uh, thrown away or discarded as just, you know, happenstance. This is ugly stuff and we're not making adjustments. You know, offensively, what the fuck was our game plan today? Get it to Soriano and, and what? Wait for him to do something, not space out, not make cuts. Um, I mean, there's... Poor shot. There's poor shot selection again. There's poor decision making again. There's nothing designed uh, to get your players in the in the right spots. AJ Store, who I have you know defended Coach Anderson to to point of to a point of saying I understand not getting him an extended minutes because he's been you know poor on the defensive end, but you are doing nothing on the offensive end to get him going. He was standing in the corner in the first half, and it's not his fault. All right. You're not running anything for him. You're not even using him as a screener. He's a, he's a big body athlete. Let him set a back screen, let him set a ball screen, pick and pop, let him feel like he's useful. Um, and if you're going to tolerate the type of defense we saw in the second half for stretches, which was abysmal, absolutely abysmal by all five guys on the court, then you're going to have to leave him some room to make m- mistakes out there as well. All right. It's one thing if you're getting total commitment from the guys out in the court and the veterans are uh, do- doing the work on that side of the ball, it's another thing if they're not doing it at all, and then you're letting them play through that stuff over and over again, and then you're letting him sit on the bench. And that goes for any other guy that are on the bench who, who should be given a shot. But him and he in particular, AJ, has shown he can help on the offensive end. Tonight he had a nice finish off the break, um, and he hit that three late. Still, let's get him let's get him more active. Not that him being in the corner is a bad spot or a useless spot. Um, you know, on a good offensive system, when we have guys driving, dishing, and, and utilizing post play with spacing, that corner three will be open. And we have seen him make uh, a handful of them. But tonight we were standstill, pass, and watch. And uh, Wusu up top didn't, didn't look to find him in the corner, was moving the ball slowly. Herbello, um, Posh, their first look never seems to be to store in those situations. And I would hope it would be an emphasis by the coach, by the players to say, hey, we've got a capable shooter. He's out there. Let's work together on this. Um, and this is just me all speculation here. Perhaps it's being discussed on a daily basis, on a thorough basis, and it's just not being executed. Who knows? Um, but that was just a thought watching that game tonight. Um, let me check out some box score stuff here, put it up on the screen. Again, guys, thanks for following along. I do appreciate it, as always. Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast on YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. This is the game box score. A lot of red, way too much red on this box score. Um, Soriano, the real one bright spot again, offensively 23 points, 11 rebounds, another double double, 10 for 14 from the field. That's a, a great night shooting from inside. He was finishing well, three for five from the free throw line, not you know, a terrible night. You're going to have those 60% nights from a, a guy like him at the line. Um, you want to avoid those one for five nights. Uh, so good work there, two blocks, three turnovers. Again, not our issue in the least. 
Uh, we need to do a, a better job helping them out. Shout out Stewart's, by the way. Um, Stanley got the start tonight. Uh, him and uh, Wusu started in place of Curbelo and Jones. You know, in the first half, we started the game well. So, I uh, you know perhaps credit there to, you know, there was something to be said for starting with a little more physical, defensive-minded approach to start the game, perhaps. And then Jones did come in the first half, give us a nice spark offensively. Um, so perhaps you can say that change worked to start the game, but we came out with those same starters in the second half and they did not play well. Stanley had a couple decent plays in the, on the interior. He also had a couple boneheaded shot attempts, I thought, two, uh, two poor attempts, you know, inside the free throw line, but not layups, you know, mid-range kind of rush shots in traffic that didn't end up well. He finished with four points, three rebounds. Uh, Wasu got the start, three points, four rebounds. One assist. He did have a couple of decent passes in the first half on breaks. I remember that one over the head to Mathis who missed a layup. Um, didn't have a great game. Did not play all that well. One for five from the field. 0 for three from three-point land. Uh, two points for Posh Alexander. One for six from the field. 0 for two from three-point land. Two rebounds, three assists. Uh, again, you know, Posh is in a rut right now, and he didn't do anything to, to get out of it tonight. Uh, Mathis, seven points. Three for 13 from the field, one for four from three. I thought we saw a little bit more of last year's Mathis tonight. It's not just the shots not going in. It was the shot selection. They were off the dribble in traffic, um, rushed a little bit. I did have one three where his feet were completely set. You know, Mathis with his feet set. Mathis, he did have another couple. Uh, I think the one, I think he took one bad three tonight. The other two that he missed were with his feet set. But still, when we're struggling to score, and he's been a guy who has been consistently – uh, finding the bottom of the net for us. You can't fault him for perhaps pushing a little bit too much tonight. Um, no rebounds, no assists, though. I'd like to see some more contributions from there. Uh, Jones off the bench tonight, uh, two for three from three-point line. That's two straight games where he's, he's hit a, a good percentage from three. Hasn't really forced it too much on the other end, but still hasn't been a great finisher inside the paint. Tonight he was only three for nine from inside. Did have eight rebounds. Does make those hustle points around the uh, – hustle plays around the rim. Uh, it's it's tough because he is a really good rebounder, but I do feel like he does lack size to take up space in there against other people's interior players. He helps you on the boards, but inside, inside he, he's kind of uh, light and easy to score on. And if you play him at the three, you know, you don't have uh, the crispest guy out there. You know, him and Stanley as your three, four, or I don't know if you want to say NY possibly, but it's, it's he's kind of in between positions is, is my main point. I mean, I'm not sure what's best for him to play the three or to play the four. He does rebound well enough to help you on the inside, but he doesn't really defend the interior that well. If he's your three, he's not really the cleanest perimeter player. He does have some skills. He's one of those classic tweeners. But again, he, he's not our issue. Um, store off the bench at five points. Like I said, he had that one finish off a nice like alley-oop and layup finish in the second half. Hit a three late. No rebounds again. Did have an assist. Did have a steal. He got beat a few times. He got uh, a couple nice defensive help plays, I thought. I, I'm trying to do my best to keep a, a good eye on him because I have, you know, criticized him, I, I think, a fair fair share on the defensive end. I'm trying to be fair. Um, but, you know, the offensive side is not the issue. We do need to set him up 100% better than we have. Um, and the defense is something that hasn't been there, but you got to give him some some rope, perhaps, when you're allowing the other players to play with so much of a rope. And you're giving up 88 points to freaking Seton Hall, so it's a pretty damn long rope, like I would say. Um, Cabello, 10 points, seven assists. Those numbers aren't bad. In reality, he had a couple really poor, unforced turnovers and, again, you know, poorly timed situations. Did have a couple nice defensive plays in the first half, so I thought that led to some buckets. Not going to say he was the issue tonight. 
um, not didn't solve all our issues either. It's it's funny because I you know I thought Carbello would come in and really help other guys set up their games to finish and to make plays scoring the basketball, but he's he he he's been one of our few guys who are capable of creating offense for themselves. Um, you know, Pasha has been, you know, kind of lost in that sense this year. Wusu's not a scorer. Um, store, what we have seen has been more of a guy who can finish off creation for him. I want to see more of an opportunity for him to, you know, create for himself. But to this point, a lot of it's been catch and finishing stuff, whether perimeter or on the, around the finish, off the break. Uh, Cabello can kind of create from the perimeter off a live dribble, off a ball screen. Um, had some crafty finishes tonight. It's definitely not the best part of his game, but we don't have many offensive threats. Uh, we all know that. We all see that, right? And we're not doing the best job to set them up. That comes down to coaching. There is just not that much of a play design or a apparent, you know, structure from what we're looking at. And what we saw in the all access stuff against Xavier was a lot of nothing. Uh, definitely a lot of nothing to remedy that issue. That's for sure. Um, I guess we could say the bright spot about tonight wasn't wasn't all access. Uh, that's uh, unfortunate to say. Let's look at the team stats. Uh, 41% from the field for us. That's ugly, right? We're not a great shooting team. That's a little bit down from our average on the year. I think we're averaging about 45, 46% from the field. 41%, not good. And that's coupled with our four from 18 from the three-point line. 22%, and it's not going to get it done, especially when you're not getting to the free throw line, not scoring inside. And we only got to the free throw line for 11, 11 shots tonight for Seton Hall's 20. So outshot by nine, outscored by nine from the free throw line. They went 75%. We went 54%. You know the story there. Not going to get it done. Um, seven for 19 from three for them isn't terrible. The first half number, I think they were uh, – I think I had it there. Yeah, they were six for nine from – I'm sorry, six for 14 from three in the first half. So they hit one in the second half. But still, seven threes at 37% isn't, isn't great by any means. And the 54% you gave up to them overall just shows how easy it was for them to score uh, inside the paint in the second half. Um, not good, not good at all. And you only turn them over 12 times. That's not our calling card. That's not going to get us enough enough offensive opportunities to win. It's just not, unfortunately, with the way we play. Uh, so credit to Seton Hall. They handled that pressure. And we're going to have to figure out ways to get it done there. And that last thing you see in the bottom, obviously, 10-point lead for us. Largest lead was 25 for them. That's a 35-point difference at one point in the game. Uh, it really shows how poorly we played for a large stretch of this game. And I've got no answers for you guys. And I, I don't blame you for being really, really upset and rightfully pissed off and uh, not knowing where to go from here. But um, like I said, basketball is a crazy, crazy sport. And I've seen people, you know, make the wrong decisions and lead to the right uh, outcomes before. And there's not only one way to do things. And what I'm seeing is not anything I would recommend or do on my own, but, you know, perhaps we'll surprise ourselves, catch lightning a bottle, get, get hot, get a win. And turn momentum in our favor. That's the only, you know, about the only positive I could think of that can uh, get us out of this situation. And I'd rather not come on here and be pissed off, loss after loss for the remainder of the season. But these last few games make it seem like it's going that way. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, subscribing and following along. I do appreciate all the comments and support. Uh, I'll be here for the rest of the season, win or loss. Um, from Marcus Hatton, this has been Pat Kane, Redstone Rapid Reaction Podcast. Peace.